Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, Season 2, Episode 28. I'm your host, Heather, and today we're talking about how niche is too niche for your business. Welcome to the Kick-Ass Podcast, where you'll find the tools to level up your business, your mindset, and your life. Please fasten your seatbelt. Picture a two-circle Venn diagram. The first circle says, they want what you do. And the second circle says, you like serving them. The overlap in the middle is your sole niche. It's a great thing to find. It's it's that find your why, talk to your ideal audience, that kind of mindset. When you are looking at what do you do and who do you do it for, those things are incredibly, incredibly important. The problem comes when that niche, that sole niche, that overlap between people who love what you sell and you love selling to them, what if the people that you love selling to simply don't have the money to support your business? Or what if there are so few of them that you need to have 100% market share just in order to stay, let alone scale and grow? That's where you run into the problem of niching down too much. What's the solution? You add a third circle. The third circle to that Venn diagram where it says they can pay what you need. So if you have an overlap of they want what you do, you like serving them, and they can pay what you need. If all three of those are aligned into a Venn diagram, four new groups emerge. Essentially, four very niched down groups that you can hit all four of them, but you have to be really strategic in the way you do it. So right in the center, the convergence, all things being perfect, all things being amazing, you have somebody that wants what you do, they can pay what you need. Now, you understand that doesn't mean they can pay a lot, but they can pay what you need. And you like serving them. The convergence in the middle, that is your ideal client. So if you have somebody that pays so well, they are a high-end client that you love to serve and they love you too, then your goal at that point is just to get more of them. Most businesses, however, don't run on that kind of model. They don't serve just their convergence of all good things. Often they start with their soul, these people who want what they do, and that you like serving them, you like doing it for them, you understand each other, you speak the same language. So that's your soul niche, which is fantastic. Those groups that want what you do and can pay for what you do. They pay really, really well, but you don't necessarily love serving them. That's your money niche. Those people who you love serving, you created this product in order to serve them, and they can pay for what you do, but they don't necessarily want it. They're a cold niche. That doesn't mean that they're not your people. It means they're not your people yet. So how do you manage once you figure out who each of those people are and what it is that they want, what it is that you do that they love, and 
most importantly, because we are in business to make money. Even if you are a nonprofit organization, you part of your business is making money because you still need to keep the doors open. So the they can pay what you need is the variable you need to work on first. Your ideal client, my goal for you would be to have a, you know your entire client roster filled with ideal clients, people that you love to serve, who love what you do, that there's no friction, there's no problems, and they pay really, really well. In my experience, that's not reality for everybody, and it may not even be reality for most. Sometimes you can go through a run of clients that you just love every single person, every job, every task, every personality, but that can't be your business plan because if it falls apart, you don't have a plan B. For your soul niche, those are the people that they really, really love what you do. Let's say you sell hand soap. Well, they're going to buy a hand soap from you and only you every single time they need one. But how many hand soaps did they need? And if each soap is, let's say, $7, how many of those individual soul niche clients do you need in order to propel your business forward, have it grow, and have it scale? It's not going to work. There's not a great return on each separate individual user. They're a part of the equation for sure, but they can't be the whole thing. You cannot niche down to just talking to those you really want to sell to because often those you really want to sell to can't financially support your business on their own. So at that point, you move over to your money niche. And that can feel kind of icky, especially for people who've been working a, a side hustle or a maker job or a, you know, they're, they're working their dream job, they're doing what they love to do, and then selling it kind of to the highest bidder just feels a little, well, icky. So your money avatar, your money niche, are those people that they will pay what you need in order to keep the engine going, keep the fire going, keep these things going. So they would be your wholesalers. They will buy in bulk. They will be investors. If you're in the real estate world, they will be your investors. They will be government or large corporate contracts if you are a service provider where you don't get to meet the people you're actually impacting, but at the same time, they're easier jobs and they pay really, really well. The thing to really remember about your money avatar, your money niche, is that they are the ones who bankroll your soul niche. You need to have some money avatar stuff going on so that you're not as worried about, you know, the bills coming in and you can really delight your soul avatars because your soul niche and your soul avatars are the ones who are going to follow you on social media and make you look really big and popular. Your wholesalers are not going to follow you. And if they do, it's one. And even if they're buying a thousand of your pieces, it's only one person. You need to have a thousand or 10,000 or a hundred thousand people all engaging with your brand all the time. So your ideal client is going to buy into your brand and pay you well. Your soul avatar, your soul niche is going to buy into your brand. Your money niche is going to pay you really well. Your cold niche could either be transitioned into money or soul. They are your big question mark and often they're the biggest part of the market and they're the part of the market that gets ignored because we're so focused on building up our money and soul niches. So the cold niche, how do we even talk to them? Sometimes 
they might need a different offering because you know you can serve them really, really well and you know they have money and you sell them your product and they're like, yeah, no, I'm good. I'm not interested. Thank you. That's not the end of the conversation. If you really believe you can serve them well, then either you're going to change your offering, you're going to not throw the baby out with the bathwater, but you're going to change how you offer your services, how you present your services. Maybe there'll be a membership rather than, you know, a one-off purchaser. Maybe they'll purchase packages. Maybe they don't want packages. They're going to purchase one-offs until they build up trust with you. You may want to look at the way you're offering, but more often what you need is to change your marketing. They need to be educated on the value of what you do. Your money avatar will find you as long as you communicate what it is you do and they'll pay you well and it'll be great. They are fairly easy to attract once you know where to find them. They will find you, well, let's start at the beginning. Your ideal client is going to be a combination of all of these things. Your soul niche, they're going to find you on social media. They're probably going to read some of your blog posts, but only the ones that you post on social media. They will find you because their friends found you. They will find you because something that you do adds to their personal brand in a very deep and emotional way. Even if they are not a deep and you don't sell a deep and emotional item, or service or product, they are connected to your brand in a way that they may not be able to define because they don't want to define it using emotion. And that's what it is. You make them feel a certain way. And that feeling is what they are responding to. Your money niche, they also have a personal brand reaction to what you're doing, but it's a very, very different one. You need to be maybe efficient, effective, um, convenient, easy, because these are people who are not personally connected to the offering. They're personally connected to getting a job done, or they're personally connected to making money, or they're personally connected to all of these other things. It's a very secondary or tertiary relationship to the thing you actually sell. So in those cases, the value that you're selling is not your brand, it's not your product, it's not your service. The value that you're selling is you fill their pain point. You resolve their pain point. You make their job, their life easier. You help them attain their goals. Not by the thing you sell, but by the effect of the thing you sell. So if you're a real estate agent and you are a really good investor's real estate agent, it's because you are you work with them a certain way. You've moved everything online. You do everything digital. You're always easy to reach. You have connections within a certain community. You have a system down that everything is so easy. That's your value. Market that value to other people in that niche and you will have a strong audience and a strong set of people on that side. Your cold niche is going to be a little bit different. So, sorry, your money niche, where are they going to find you? They're going to find you on LinkedIn. They're going to find you on Google. And they're going to find you by reading your website. That's going to be the be all and end all for them. Because they are looking for you. Your soul avatar, you have to go out and sell to them. Your money avatar, you just have to present the opportunity. 
your money niche is looking for what you do and they want to pay well for it. They just have pain points that they want to know you will handle better than anybody else. Your cold niche, that can be a tough nut to crack because you have certain ways that you perceive yourself and you have certain ways you perceive your service or your product. And when you sell it in those ways, people are like, no, I'm good, thanks. Like, it's a great idea, but not for me, thanks. And you're like, no, it is for you. I know it's for you. I know if I just have a chance to show you, I will be able to convince you that this is good and you will never, ever, ever need a different solution. And they're like, yeah, but I'm good with what I have. What they need is a personal touch. So adding them to your really high value email list is a good idea if you can get them on there by giving them a freebie that solves a different pain point. They are a long, slow burn, but that's how you're going to grow and scale a business over a decade or decades versus scaling and growing over a business over months. And, and if you can't make it in the next three months, you're done. The cold niche is the last one you put into place. Absolutely. Your money should come first. Your soul comes second. Those people combine, you now have an ideal. But your cold niche is the biggest part of the market. You have to be outselling to the people that you know you can serve well, even though they don't understand it, because they will keep you innovating. When you are customer obsessed and they say, we don't need you, your response is, okay, well, how can I make you need me? What is it about your current service provider that really ticks you off? Oh, nothing. It's fine. It's good. Well, no, like if you could change them, what would you change? This is the level of relationship you need to create with your cold niche. So anyone that you are able to have that conversation with, do have it. Other people send out surveys. What would you love to see in your, you know, HVAC provider? What would you love to see in a plumber? What would you love to see in a home builder? What would you love to see with a veterinarian? And just take all of their answers and say, okay, which one of those can we do that's going to have return? They will push you to innovate constantly. Your soul niche and your money niche won't because they're just happy with what you're doing. You just keep doing what you're doing. We're good. We'll just stay on board. Your cold niche is who forces you to think outside the box and grow and get bigger. And the cold niche are the ones who will keep you growing and moving and keep supporting you. They are your harshest critics in a lot of ways because you've done all the stuff and they still say, no, I'm good, thanks. Oh my goodness, what do I do? So you do need your soul and your money to just keep you on track. But your cold niche, that third niche down. So to answer the question of how niche is too niche, the one that will kill you is they can't pay what you need. If you are niched down to a point where we know we serve blonde women between the ages of 21 and 24 who make over $100,000 a year and like to spend that money on yoga supplies. Well, that's too small a niche. You're going to need to get almost 100% of that market share and you're going to need to have such a buffer while you're going out and finding those people. Let's say you're in the real estate world and your niche, the people you really love to serve and they really want what you do are single mothers who've been through a divorce who are now looking to buy their first house. 
the number of houses you're going to have to sell to that small niche, the amount of marketing you're going to have to do, the amount of market share within that niche you're going to have to have is very, very high. They're also going to buy probably lower priced houses for the most part. So you're going to have to do more all the time which leads to burnout, exhaustion, unhappiness, and they're no longer your ideal client because they can't pay what you need. Those clients who can pay what you need but don't let you up, they're also not your ideal client. So niching down into just, they want what you do, they can pay what you need, as long as your business is, is good without having passion in it and you're good with just going to work, collecting a paycheck or collecting because your, your job, your company is an, a means to an end, that's okay. It's hard to stay energized, but there are people that do that and that's okay. It's not going to, however, create long-term success because there is no innovation, there is no passion, and you won't be bringing new people in who have new ideas just because those people won't stay. <laughs> so how niche is too niche depends on which niche you're going into. Can they really pay the bills? Of the niche you've decided to market to right now, what percentage market share do you need who else is in your field? These are questions to ask, not just who delights you, not just who do you want to work with, who do you want to sell to, but can the people that you want to sell to, that you want to work with, pay the bills at the end of the day? That is what we are here for. We are here to offer service. We are here to make a living. We are here to make money and grow and create and make the world a better place. And we cannot do that if we are only serving one small segment of one small portion of the population, i.e. a niche. However, if you are a single person in a business, you're a single shingle consultant or something, and you really only need five to 10 clients a year, you want to find your ideal client. You want to make sure that they want what you do, that you love serving them, and they can pay what you need. Your niche then is all three of those. So that may be a very small niche, which means you need to open up a little bit because there's too few of them. And while you're building those, if you would get one at a time, the money isn't coming in fast enough to pay the bills. So there is a real side to marketing that says, how much money do you need to make? Let's start there. Because if that's not there, nothing else can come. Nothing else can be developed. You will always be under all of the guns and you will always be putting out fires because every single client, you cannot afford to lose them. By not focusing on niching down into a market that is so small, it cannot support multiple businesses. In choosing to not do that, in choosing to open the gates, it doesn't mean you need to water yourself down. It means you may need to be flexible about your offerings, or you may need to be realistic about how much money you're actually going to make in this venture, which means it may continue to stay a side gig, and that's okay. If you only want to work with those who want what you do and you love serving them, you now have a monetized hobby, and that is fantastic. That is amazing. What it isn't is the thing that's going to singly and solely allow you to retire wealthy. 
Those are the tough conversations you really need to have with yourself, with your team, with your, your consultants, your marketing experts, with everybody to say, how many people do I really need to bring in in order to make this work? And who are those people? That's how you decide if your niche is too niched. Coming up next, we are going to get into the little bit of the nitty-gritty of Facebook audiences. How do you set Facebook audiences that actually attract the people you're looking to sell to? How can you, by not spending any more money, make more money doing Facebook ads? If your dreams are bigger than your budget, it's time to join the Kick-Ass Company membership site where we go deeper with in-depth video training on all areas of marketing, business, and mindset. Head over to thekickasscompany.com and join for $20 a month continuing throughout 2021. And to get more Kick-Ass in your life, follow us online at Hala Connected. that's H-A-L-A Connected. And if you like what you heard today, hit subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time, kick ass and live on purpose. We hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Now put down your phone and start kicking ass.